Camille Joy, the host of the Moments of Joy podcast. This podcast is dedicated to super moms that don't always feel so super, trauma victims that need an example of how God can bring you through, and for those of you that are looking for a little joy. Welcome to the show. I need the joy, the joy of the Lord in my heart. I need to make an exchange. Welcome to this episode of the Moments of Joy podcast. Guys, I'm so excited that you will come back another week MVPs for a new episode. And to all the new moms that are checking in, welcome to the show. I hope that you find this place one that brings you joy. On this podcast, you're going to hear a whole lot of mommy encouragement. You're going to hear a whole lot of joy encouragement and a whole lot of Jesus encouragement. (laughs) That's what we're about, mama stuff, Jesus stuff, and joy stuff. (laughs) So welcome to the show. 2021 is so far so good. You know, I want to encourage you guys to keep your eye on the prize, to keep your eye on positivity. No matter what is going on in the rest of the world, you keep yourself smiling from the inside out. Don't forget about yourself and continue to have self-care. Now, today on this episode, we're going to be talking to Letitia Gray. She's a new friend of mine that I met on Clubhouse. She is the host of the Boss Ladies Connect podcast. She's a wife. She's a mom of five. She's an awesome encourager, empowerment speaker. And I have her on the show today to share her story of triumph. All right, we're going to get right into it. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited today to have with me my new buddy, Letitia Gray. Welcome to the show, Letitia. Hey, Camille. I am super excited to be here, us and our red lips today. Yes. (laughs) When I got on, I said, oh, you threw the red lipstick on for me, my sister. (laughs) Yes, it was for you. It was for you. My lips is popping today. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm so um, appreciative that God allowed us to meet. Um, We met on uh, this new amazing app that I keep talking about on Clubhouse, (laughs) and you quickly became um, a new sister of mine, so I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You have just sown so much into my life and just blessed me, and I am, I'm really grateful that I've been able to connect with you. Thank you, Clubhouse. Yes. I feel the same exact way. Uh, So we're going to get right into it. Letitia, would you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your brand, what you do, and who you are? Sure. Well, I am a woman of faith. I'm a mother of five and a wife. I'm also an author. I've written a book entitled Second Chances. And, um, well, I should read the, I should say the subtitle too. The subtitle is when my life was a straight up mess, he came and cleaned it up. Mm. Um, so that was my first, my first book. And, um, I'm also the host of a podcast entitled boss ladies connect. And yeah, thank you. (laughs) 
Um, and I know the title is Boss Ladies, and sometimes you may think that it's all about CEOs, but it really is about being the CEO of your life and being intentional about living on purpose um, as a woman. And then I also have a community called the Thrive Hive Academy, where, thank you, <laughs> where we provide um, safe environments for women to grow and develop and be the individuals that they've been created to be. And so I believe that um, we've all been given a purpose and it really is up to us to pursue that. And so we share our wins, we encourage each other, we are um, non-competitive, collaborative, and just allowing you to really develop and grow into the person that you've been called to be. And so we support you along that journey and provide resources to allow that to happen. That is amazing. Y'all see why I love her? <laughs> Boss mama of five. That Girl. is amazing and still grace to do so much to bless others. You know, that's not even to be passed over. Like, like you didn't just say all of that and a mom and a wife. <laughs> it has been a journey. It has yes. been a journey, but but I'm grateful. I'm grateful yes. for, you know, the things that God has blessed me with and the directions, whether they have been up or down, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that he has taken me um, or allowed, walked with me through, I should say. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. So you mentioned your book and you mentioned um, a community for other women, your podcast and so much. Can you tell us the why behind your brand? Like what would even motivate you to do all of this? Girl. Okay. So the book, the book was really, um, so I guess I should give a backdrop of the fact that I am um, a divorcee and I am remarried with five children. And so um, there was a good 10 years of my life, well, I would say like 11 years of my life where I was in an up and down relationship. It was very toxic. Um, and we had three children um, during that, that marriage. And there was just a lot of self-discovery that I came across, a lot of poor decisions and things that I made that I felt like was just leading me in a certain trajectory that I would never be able to deviate from. And it was through the grace of God that um, I began to understand and realize that my, my life's decisions didn't have to shape my destiny and how, how I ended up and where I ended up. And so I went through a process of journaling that whole experience. I was on there just telling talent. I was like, somebody is going to know the craziness that has been my life. Yes. <laughs> and um, I just started writing. And then, and then one day um, after, after, I would say probably about 10 years later, um, I really just began to feel like there has to be more to, to what I'm doing. You know, I was a mom. Um, I was a full-time employee at the time. I was a wife. And I was serving in so many areas of the church. Girl, I was doing everything. Wow. <laughs> Finance, administration. We were youth pastors. We were just doing so many different things. Um, but I felt like I was on this hamster wheel that just kept going and going and going. And I wasn't really reaching a destination. And I started to feel like, like there has to be more for me. Like I just, I just had this this um, deeper desire to do more. And I didn't feel like I was, I wasn't fulfilled. That would be the answer. I wasn't fulfilled. And, 
And so what I began to do was I began to look at what things that I have in my hands that, that would actually bring me fulfillment. And the one thing I didn't know, because I grew up as an only child, right? I have a brother, but um, we didn't grow up together. And I always wanted sisters. Like I always wanted my sister friend. (laughs) And um, I knew that there was a calling in me to have a community with women, but I didn't know what that was going to look like. And I actually had really bad experiences in my friendships with women. Girl, yeah. Yeah. So um, when I began to look at what I had in my hands, I realized I had this this journal that had become a book. It was like 30 pages at that point. And I just began to ask God, like, how can I use what I have to to bless other people or to serve other people? And I realized that I had a story. And I had a story that um, is very similar to a lot of women, you know, going into relationships for all the wrong reasons, looking to be loved, but not knowing what love is and expecting those things from the person you're with and just going back and forth um, in these, you know, toxic situations. Yeah. And yeah. I had overcome that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I could write a book. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I could write a book and I could share this story and I could share it from a perspective where it's um, helping women who are currently in that situation and then women who um, are out of the situation but don't know what to do at this point. And so I just started writing and um, interjecting the insight that I had gained, you know, after the fact. And so, yeah, that's, that's the why behind the book. Yeah. <laughs> now let's look about your personal story a little bit. You mentioned having three children. Um, how old were you when you started having children and what kind of state yeah. of mind were you in when you became a mom? Girl, I was, okay. So I graduated high school when I was 17. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in a home where my mom was like the deacon. We was in church all the time. I was uh, like youth leaders and I was the person that like, oh, you want your child to be like her, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. be like, you want her to be like, she's so good. She, she does well in school. She doesn't give any problems. And so when I went to college, so I, I went to college at 17, I was determined to do my own thing. I was determined to like live. I was missing life. I felt like I was missing life. And so I ended up getting pregnant at the age of 19. And and then I got married three months after I had my daughter. Mm. And so I was just completely determined not to be a statistic. Like that was my whole motive. I think the, maybe like, Two nights before we we eloped, so okay. two nights before we got married, I was like, he didn't want to get married. He he backed out. He was like, I don't want to do this, and I was like, you gonna do this? <laughs> now was it now was it because you you were pregnant and you were like, no, I'm not gonna be a single mom. I'm I'm gonna marry my um, baby daddy. <laughs> so it was it was that, and it was also so I I had she was three months right. Okay. And I was, he had gotten an apartment and I was living with my mom. Okay. And it was just so hard. Like, honestly, it was just like the baby was not sleeping through the night. I had to get up and drive like 45 minutes to work. 
And I just felt like it just was not fair. Like I was doing everything on my own and he was just having this free ride. Yeah. Um, crazy, right? Oh, that's I, the life of so many moms, so many young moms, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I absolutely just felt like I was just getting the short end of the stick. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, this will not be my story. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I really wanted help. And I felt like, I just felt like it wasn't, it wasn't fair. Yeah. Um, and I also really didn't want to be a statistic growing up as the good child, right? Mm-hmm. The one who, who everybody, like, she's going to go to college and she's going to do great things. Yeah. And you we had just, so much we, pressure. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. So you went, you went on to get married at 19? Uh, 20. Okay. I was 20. Yeah. And so how was that? Leaving home? right? For the first time. And then not only are you leaving home, you have a baby and now you're married. Right. Crazy expectations. I had crazy expectations. It's I think it's so people underestimate the level, the change in your expectations when you go from dating or being boyfriend and girlfriend Mm -hmm. to when you're now married. Now it's like things that he was doing before. I'm like, how dare you? Like, how right. like where wait a minute you know i thought we were going to be in this together um so i'll say to answer your question it was very it was very challenging um i had a lot of unrealistic expectations not having a father my father passed when i was um about 6 years old and my mom didn't date oh not, she dated maybe one time. I think I was like eight or nine. Um, right. And so I, I didn't see how relationships were supposed to be. I didn't know. Right. Um, I just really went from like Martin and Gina and the That hustle. is funny. That, that's so, that's funny, but it's so true to so many, right? What do you do? Right. Who, who do you have to kind of look, look at as the model? That's funny. That Listen, is, Martin and Gina were cute. <laughs> they were. I mean, they argued, you know what I'm saying? Right, and, and they right. Out. And so I was big <laughs> on the argument thing. Like, we going to argue till the cows come home. And, yeah. um, oh my gosh, just, just not knowing how to communicate, not knowing, not knowing how to meet needs. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah just really in a place where it was just like feeling old, I think too. Mm, yeah. Feeling old. And in this particular relationship, when our relationship started seriously, he was the, really the pursuer. And so yeah. I always had like, I always felt like, oh, you lucky. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he, um, he, he had not graduated high school. He was one of those right round the way type okay right? yeah like time. like the good girls want yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. and here i am in college around these quote-unquote intellectuals you know right right and so he just really 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 pursued me and i felt like he had a prize and i felt, i think he felt that way too if i'm if right. i'm honest but it kind of made this dynamic where it was like um 
I had a real high expectation of things that he was going to do and ways that he was going to be. And I wasn't, I didn't really come in with the mutual us working together, right? Mm -hmm. Us growing together. Right. So it was crazy, child. It was crazy. Yeah. And so you went on to have two more kids. <sighs> yes. Mm -hmm. And I could laugh because, you know, I did the same. Our, our situations are a little similar. <laughs> Girl, it's so, every time we spent, I, we spent about half of our 10 years not together, mm. you know, off and on, like, okay, I'm leaving and you leave and I'm leaving, get out, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, and but in between those times, like I think every time where I when I was ready to separate or walk away, I was pregnant. Yeah. And it seemed like the cycle would start over again. Mm. And so, yeah, it is interesting how, I mean, in hindsight, it's like I wasn't doing anything not to get pregnant. Right. Yeah. Again, like immaturity and not really understanding the weight of the you know, consequences mm -hmm. and the longevity of our relationship after, you right. know, after right. us not being together. Right. Now, what was that breaking point? What was the point where you decided, all right, I can't keep going around on this hamster wheel. I need more for myself. What was that? What was that point? Like where you decided, you know, I'm not going to be in this relationship any longer. Um, so for me, uh, there were two breaking points, right? And so I think the very first one was when, um, I found out that he was cheating, right? I found out that he was cheating with someone and that devastated me because again, me, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> what's, what's happening, right? Right. Um, and it was just really, really, I think that was really devastating. But what happened as a result of that is we separated for a couple of months um, and I began to reconnect with the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. I went to a Joyce Myers conference, my first wow. conference. It like blessed my entire life. Mm -hmm. it, it changed my thinking, my mindset. And I really wanted, I began to see my areas, right? I began to see my, my flaws. Um, and I really wanted to, to do better. Like I wanted to be able to say that I was a good wife, right? And prior to that, I couldn't really say that. Like, I felt like I couldn't say that. I felt like I could understand his justification in wanting to be with someone else. Right. My mindset, right? So we work, we began to work on it to come back together, got pregnant again. Um, but this time I was really, really committed to doing the things that God says to do as a wife. And, and so I really worked, I really worked hard to, to be that for him. So I say that that was the beginning of the breaking point because that's when I kind of made a decision to fully show up and to fully be who I was called to be. Mm -hmm. That went on for probably about two years, about two years. During that time though, I had made a commitment to like rededicated my life to God. Okay. When we got back together, I didn't realize that he had made a commitment to Allah. 
Oh, wow. Wow. And he didn't tell me until mm. after, wow. after we had worked, you know, figuring out how we going to get into a, a new house, a new place and all these different things. And so, so that was a factor. Um, but he very much respected like what I believed and allowed me to, to worship the way that I wanted to worship. Mm -hmm. And so when we got back together during that time, we, we got a house, we got our credit together. We just, you know, we were working, we were working towards building something. And then I got pregnant again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got pregnant again. And this time I decided to stay home. Okay. I decided I was going to try to stay home. I'm trying to think if that, if that's the order. Um, I decided I was going to try to stay home, <clears throat> but then I went back to work for a little bit. I ended up hurting myself mm -hmm. and I was on disability. Okay. And I bring that up because prior to that, having like three kids working, doing all these things, I was super busy and I really wasn't present. Right. When I got on, when I ended up being home on disability, it required me to be more prep. Like I was aware of things that were happening. And before that, we were on two different work schedules. So I worked during the day and he okay. worked. Okay. Okay. Well, so now I'm home, right? Now, now I'm home, right. now I'm present, now I'm paying attention and... I began to see, you know, signs of like not coming home when you're supposed to come home, um, just notes and stuff in, in the pockets and all kinds of different things. Right. Um, we also had like some alcoholism and things going on. So seeing like bottles and stuff. And what happened for me was, again, he was cheating. Mm -hmm. he, I discovered that he was cheating. Um, but at this time, because I had rededicated my life, because I was um, serious about my commitment to God, because I had did everything that I felt that I was supposed to do, mm -hmm. I didn't feel, I didn't feel bad about walking away. Right. It almost was like it was my out. Like before, you know, I couldn't say I did everything I was supposed to do. You know, I. I forced him to marry me. Like there was just yeah. so much. Wow. Yeah. So guilty, right? About uh -huh. the treatment or the type of situation we were in. Um, but this time he had did it again. And I had been doing everything that I could possibly do. Like there was nothing else that I could do. Right. And, and I just felt like it was an out for me. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was already being restricted, like even though he allowed me to worship the way I wanted to, there was no like going to church together. There was no like celebrating holidays. There was no nothing. The things that were valuable and important to me, those things weren't happening. Um, and I remember the, the day that I got on my knees and I was like, Lord, I am okay with it just being me and these girls for the rest of my life. Like, if that is your will for my life, mm -hmm. I'm okay with it. Right. And I didn't have a job. I was, I went from disability to unemployment. He was like the sole provider at the time. Mm. And I was just like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. 
I can't do this. Like, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're bringing back to me. Like, I cannot, I can't do this anymore. And I just trusted God. I was just, I laid it all out and I was like, I'm done and I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Like my peace is more important. And, and that for me was when I was really like, when they say when a woman's done, she's yes. <laughs> yep. When a woman's fed up, there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, there, it's, <laughs> it's a wrap. And so, yeah, as you were talking, I just thought about that mom that's listening right now and seeing herself in your story, right? And as you were talking, I was just reflecting on my own story. This is the story of so many moms, and there are some who have not yet come out of it, you know? Some who are so unhappy right now in a relationship with a man and kind of just there because of what you said, he was the sole provider, right? And they don't have that courage to yet walk away. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely um I just had to get to the place where I just did not care. Like yeah. my complete trust was in God. And we had a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um two cards. Like I just I just I was so I think emotionally done mm-hmm. and just so tired of doing the same things over and over and over. And then I also think that because I had reconnected with God, I knew my value. I know that's right. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I, I right. deserve better. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I deserve to be happy. I deserve to be able to sit in the house of God with my husband. You know, like I was just like, I just deserve better. Yeah. And I knew that God had better for me. And when I, I saw it, like some people, everybody's everybody's like, so how long did it take you to get over like the the divorce? And I was like, (laughs) instantly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it really didn't. And and I always say that I think I had checked out. Mm -hmm. I had checked out before. That's true. Yeah. I can relate that like, because I really wanted to do things God way, I needed, you know, in in the Bible, it says like um, adultery. And so like, I felt like I needed that out and I felt like when I found it mm-hmm. yeah I was gone, I was that's, gone. A real, that's a real note of advice right there pinpoint because someone said that to me when I kept leaving and coming back and leaving and coming back I think I read that the average woman like in an abusive relationship leaves 20 times so I ended up bumping into one of my cousins and she was like you you know I'm reading this book and, and it's called the hustler's wife and and in the book, the the lady kept trying to leave her man, and it said, you need to learn not to love him first. And I was like, I, I kept that. And I sat there until I knew that I would be okay when I left. And so I let it break. And then mm-hmm. I knew I had the courage to leave. So, yeah. Yep. So it I is- was over it too, honey. <laughs> it is. Yep hard when you I, I never even really thought about it that way like mm-hmm. when you you do keep going back because you want it to work are you still yeah. like possibilities with that individual mm-hmm. and I think when I realized that he wasn't changing mm-hmm. like and and that also it wasn't really fair for me to expect him to yeah wow 
and you know just because everybody has choices everybody mm-hmm. make their own choices and there were just a lot of chances to mm-hmm. make the adjustments and I think when I got to the place where I realized that he really doesn't want to right. <laughs> he doesn't want to and let me let me let you go like let, and time can fly by before you look up what it was 10 years right yeah time can fly by Mm -hmm. so let's let's talk about your healing journey what was that like in moving forward definitely a lot of support I had a lot of support I had a lot a lot of church support I had a lot of support with my mother um and just really God was like my best friend Okay. It was like, am I eating, um, hamburger helper today uh-huh. or <laughs> am I having french fries? Which, what you want to do Jesus? <laughs> yep. Wow. And so in that, I think in me really surrendering and just really trusting God, I think with my heart, with my heart and with my life, he provided so many things for me. And I mean, we went down he provided so many things because first it was a battle. First, it was a battle to, um, first it was a battle to get him to uh, leave the house. And then, and then I would seek God for wisdom and he would give me the words to say, um, wow. I ended up getting the financial support from him that I needed for the time that I needed it. Yeah. And when that time was over, God opened the door for employment. Mm. And so everything just, everything worked out. I would say as far as healing is concerned, God had been dealing with me prior to us actually getting divorced. Um, Even with like the books that I was reading with Joyce Myers and um, Be Anxious for Nothing, Mm. um, Battlefield of the Mind, like understanding my thought process. God had been dealing with me. Now, there were some things that I came with um, as far as like not really trusting men. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because when you've been cheated on a lot of times, it's kind of like you can't do anything. You can't look at nobody. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, So that kind of, that took time. But then God brung um, my husband to me, my now husband to me. And he was very patient and very understanding and just allowed me to go through um, the processes that I needed to, to build, you know, that trust with him. Yeah. Um, But as far as healing, I would say it was just a work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It wasn't a long work for me. I don't know that that's everybody else's story. Mm -hmm. I feel like God was preparing me all along. And so it made it, it made it easier for me to transition. I thank you for saying that so that it it would really bring hope to somebody that's listening, you know, that their healing journey doesn't have to take forever. You know, it's not a forever thing. And God brought you a wonderful man of God to hold you up. And so you're now married to him and you have two more children. Yes, yes. He had a son. Um, mm-hmm. So I have a bonus son and then we had a son together. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, God is faithful. Mm-hmm. Because that wasn't a part of my prayer, right? Yeah. Prayer not, I need another man. Right. And mm-hmm. um, 
I need some more financial support from another, you know, guy. Mm-hmm. My prayer was just like me and you, Lord, and we're yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That's the power of a relationship with God, you know, in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He can heal you. He can, he has the ability to do whatever, you know, he has a plan, right? And it's to put a smile on our face. It's a plan to prosper us and not to harm us um, and to bring us good. Like he knows what we need before we even realize that we need it. Like, I think that the thing that I love most about him about father god is that he really is a father like he really does take care of you he gives you he'll give you the type of man that you need like and Mm. i want to say another thing that i think allowed the healing to happen so quickly and for me to be able to move on so quickly is that i wasn't looking like i wasn't um needy or desperate or obsessed with having a husband yeah, like I, I really wasn't, but I was that way. That's how I got married because mm. I was desperate, you know what I mean? And I was needy yes. of like validation or things looking a certain kind of way. Yeah. Um, this time around, I wasn't needy of any of that. And mm-hmm. and I, I had some clear boundaries. I had some clear expectations and I was super okay if you didn't want to meet them. Wow. I was just like, I, all I need is Jesus. <laughs> I know. Yes. I hear you. <laughs> Cause at this point <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> exactly. I have had yeah. enough. I've done enough. Enough has happened. Yes. Um, so yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, before we wrap up, I would like you to leave a special note um from yourself to any mother that is listening and maybe she's in that relationship and thinking about leaving or she finds herself in any part of your story what would you say to her i would definitely say that god loves you more than you love yourself and so when you think about that just know that what he has for you is like good good and gooder right and so in that thinking um if we really hand our lives over to him if we really you know have honest conversation about how we're feeling about what we desire what is hurting us we can trust that he will take all those things and um and make it and make it good make it better make it better and so i just i would want to just encourage you that you're not alone that even though it may seem like people around you have um fallen short or have disappointed you that god will never disappoint and that like i know it sounds so cliche to say like his ways are better than our ways but i could have never painted the picture which is now my life i could have never done that by myself and so just trust him just trust him trust him consult him on every step and just trust him and he will not let you fall he will not um fail you and he will bring to you everything that you need in order to um to make it through every single thing that you need and it'll be better than you thought it was going to be like i can guarantee it'll be better that part 
It'll be better. I, I could get up and shout right now on that part. Then I, it is better than I ever thought it would be. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Wow. God is so good. Right? Yeah. And so there are two mamas here in the microphones that have had a past and have cried a lot of tears, but God has done such a, an amazing work and he can do the same for any mom that is listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you, my dear sister, for coming on today and You're sharing welcome. your story with us. You are amazing. Um, can you tell the ladies where they can find you, how they can connect with you? Sure. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Tisha, T-I-S-H-A underscore talks. And my website, which is www.tishatalks.org. Um, and all those paths will lead you to the podcast, to the Thrive Hive, um, and to any other event or conference that I might be having um, to help pour into you and empower you um, to be all that God has called you to be. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I will link that in the description of the show. All right, my sister, I'll see you on Clubhouse and Instagram. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Camille. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.